Hey guys, it's Tom here. Just wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon you can get on for $3 a month and you get bonus episodes every week. And if you sign up for the whole year, you get a 10% discount. That's $2.70 a month, I believe. And we also have a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon show. You could pick a band yourself to defend and uh, and do it on the Patreon. So get on over there. It's patreon.com slash stand by your band. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing very well. You know, I just filmed a, a little comedy video where the joke was that I hit my head on a tree, but I'm not good enough at faking that kind of thing, so I had to actually hit my head in it. Oh, uh, no. So <laughs> that explains, I'm a off in this episode. <laughs> that explains those little birdies flying around your head. <laughs> um, I thought you just got some new pets. but um, Well, then a piano fell on me, and that wasn't even part of it. But <laughs> <laughs> All your teeth fell out one by one. That's very yeah, exciting. Very like the keys. Um, we have a we have a great guest today, and I'm so excited to introduce her. Uh, her special "Voluptuous Boy" is coming out this Friday on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Give it up for Sarah Tolomash, everybody! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Of yeah, course. I did the album, and then I was like, I have video, and it looked decent. Yeah. But I so I was like, I might as well just put it up on YouTube. But I'm I kind of am trying to brand it where I'm like, you know. It's back to the basics, no crane shots, just one camera and a brick wall. <laughs> I'm excited for it. The album is so good. I just I just like re-listened to it uh recently and it's so funny. It's uh oh, thank you. Your bit about your landlord. Uh I was dying at the thing about uh your landlord blaming you for your shower head falling off and saying, yeah. like, you gotta stop swinging around on it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It's so true, too. Landlords are such pieces of shit in New York. Mm. Ours, I, I'm not kidding. I, I bitched about it a lot on the show, but it was sincerely raining inside of our apartment to the point where we couldn't be here because it was just flooded. And they were like, well, you guys have some plants on the roof. And we were like, "That has, there's no way that a little fucking broccoli plants is causing uh, this much damage to the building. And then, of course, it was like some rain problem. They had to fix the whole thing. But it was no, insane. Adrian Appalucci's landlord did a, it was leaking in our closet and he just set up a little colostomy bag for it. That is so funny. It's not like <laughs> he's not planning on fixing it. It's just like a, a temporary solution that she's always going to have to deal with. That's like, that is exactly what, when I lived in Chicago and I lived with five guys in a three bedroom apartment and it was a dirt bag place. That was what we did to solve our problem where over the toilet we had a leak and we just put uh, like a bag over it and then it was just like, well, I guess when this bag fills up, it'll (laughs) fall on somebody and that'll be kind of funny. Like we we just didn't care. A landlord shouldn't be solving things like that. That's uh, no, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, How are you feeling? Comedy is uh, it's kind of back and uh, I got to see you this weekend, which was very fun, but um yeah, it's it's kind of weird to be back, right? Yeah, I'm back to my all my insecurities as I was before. <laughs> yep, me too. Immediately, I hate, I'm like I really enjoyed pandemic comedy because it wasn't 
Like I wasn't all, you know, like, oh no, did they not get spots at That's, this club? I was going through this yesterday where I was like, I, di- I didn't get any spots this week. And I was like, well, I got a bunch last week. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm like exhausted <laughs> from, I'm not used to doing uh, stand up like five days in a row or six days. In a row. It feels like, because it was all at once it came back that it feels like when you're like, man, I like you're a kid and you like have a cigarette and then your parent catches you and is like, well, now you have to smoke all the cigarettes. Like yeah. I lost my voice. <laughs> I feel like shit. I don't like I I was like, I just want like a couple uh, nights of comedy a week now. I need to ease back in. Yeah, I don't want as many and I don't want to do late night. It's like, what's the point of doing a, like a 10 minute spot at 1 a.m.? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we forget. Like, I think that I was so excited to get back. I forgot that uh, working sucks and it's actually sick <laughs> to play video games all day and not do shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got to see friends and my family the most I've ever seen them before. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I really like stand up. Right. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. I haven't seen uh, my fiance Antonio like at all this week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this sucked. I forgot yeah. that, that we just were sacrificing everything for something that was a lot of times just OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, it is still it's still great to be back. And it's uh, it's a nice little time. Um Tommy, uh, you filmed that. Uh, you also filmed. I gotta, I gotta give it to you. You finally filmed a failure on the basketball court. <laughs> well, what's nice is, yeah. Usually, I, I shoot these basketball videos where I make the shot, and I posted yeah. one where I didn't. And what was nice is when I post one where I make it, so many annoying people just reply, "How many takes? Yeah, this was probably the tenth take." Blah blah blah. So it was nice not getting that. <laughs> Uh, but I also didn't look at the comments because it hit a certain retweet threshold where I'm like, there are going to be some meanies in here. Yep. <laughs> just, yep. not, there's a certain number. I'm like, not going to look at them. Yeah. yeah. It's a smart move because it just drives you nuts. I had, I'm, I gotta get better at not looking at comment stuff because th- this weekend I, I had a spot at, uh, at the old cellar and I was afterwards, I got a tweet that like later that night. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about this. <laughs> it it was perplexing because it was like it was like, hey, if comedy clubs uh were the last thing to open, what is uh Tom Takar's excuse for his hair? And I was like, What? Like I it was just it was one of those that I was like, I don't even understand what you mean because I got a haircut like a month or not a month, like three weeks ago or something like that. Yeah. And then I realized yesterday we were playing basketball and Shane Torres was with me and he was like, I gotta get a haircut, and I was like, Oh my god. Shane was right after me on stage. I think they mixed us up because Shane's hair looks like shit. And uh, (laughs) no offense to the man, but it's raggedy right now. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't look so hot either, but my hair is one thing that I was like, that's that's been trimmed up. (laughs) I saw you Sunday. I wasn't like this. Whoa! What's happening with Tom's hair? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's you know it's still good to be back. But I got I tweeted at the guy like a swing and a miss gif, and then he unfollowed me and deleted the tweet. And I was like, well, neither of us are happy with this interaction. <laughs> neither of us got what we were looking for here. <laughs> He just gave up on life so fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, uh, very fun to be back, though. And uh, I'm excited for uh, for today's ep. We're talking about Tool today, Sarah. And 
you were talking as we started recording. We I just I just turned on the mics. I was gonna do it Pete Holmes style, where I just I'm like, oh, we've been recording this entire thing. But yeah. uh, we were talking. You were you were saying like, oh, you were having trouble coming up with a band, and then you were like, oh shit, Tool people give you shit for. Yeah, I well, and I understand it because I put it in the genre of bands that I think are really great, but then all of a sudden their fan base turns very broy or just like frat like mm-hmm. uh and then also i remember like dating this guy and then i told him i liked tool and uh-huh. i felt like it was a red flag for him <laughs> <laughs> um i'm really sorry give me one second i will be, I will be sure. right back this, they definitely do fall into the category of bands whose fans I'm terrified of, <laughs> where, where it's like, I they're very active on Reddit and stuff, so it's like another one where it's like, I'm not going to look at any Reddit posts about this show, for sure, no matter no, what. No, no, I'm sure, I'm going to, well, because like, I am a fan and I love their music, but I, I dropped off for a while and then they mm. he, he did sub other bands. That I yeah, also yeah. got into, but I never went to see them in concert, which I, I wish I did because I heard they put on an amazing live show. Yeah, for sure. I believe it. I mean, they're like crazy good musicians. I, I got really into just the song Sober uh, at some yeah. point in my life. I don't remember how old I was, but I was just like, this is the coolest song I've ever heard. Maybe I was yeah. like 14 or 15. Um, and I was listening to it today to get ready for this episode. I'm like, this still rules. <laughs> like, this is still a great song. I'm not embarrassed by liking it at all. No, and I remember the the videos were super cool. Like nobody was doing like an it sounds so cheesy, but like an art direction like that for a mm-hmm. music video. Yeah, they did a lot a lot of very like science fiction y stuff <laughs> with like scary people, yeah. <laughs> scary clay looking people. That... It was um disturbing and I think that's why I felt like because I grew up in a town called Kingwood, Texas, which is very conservative, middle class, mm. white, and they're very religious like they believe a lot of people believe in the devil <laughs> Lil Nas X a hater yeah, right now. yeah. <laughs> which I find so silly but like that's the kind of music that uh like that was just considered like demonic yeah that is so funny and it's so funny that it's happening again now because when you think about it with metal music, you're like, how stupid is that? That people actually thought the devil was like going <laughs> to be mad at them. And then it's happening again in 2021. So it's like, I guess people are just never going to get over that red man. <laughs> that is the devil. It's so hard for me to be like, I can, I guess I can understand. I can get into b- believing in a higher power and a God, mm-hmm. but like, okay. So you just believe that there's just like this red guy down below <laughs> that's so goofballs to me it is it's very goofy yeah and i was yeah i was raised uh, religious raised catholic and it's like I, n- I don't even think as a kid i ever thought the devil was real <laughs> like, yeah i i you know, and it's like i mean even if, even if you believe hell's real there is just something about maybe it's just like because we grew up with like south park's version of the devil and like seeing all these pop culture representations of it that were so silly but it's just yeah. so weird yeah, they like base your um, actual reality on like a devil. Yeah, Tom, we're talking about that thing you believe in, the devil. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's real and he's good. <laughs> Those are my two opinions. <laughs> he's real and he's spectacular. <laughs> I mean, he does love to rock out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's always like he's not into soft shit. The devil. He's <laughs> you never see him. 
listening to some Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always some form of metal. And then, yeah. I mean, Lil Nas X as well, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, we were just talking about Is that what you're talking about? Friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I love that he brought back the devil, especially <laughs> into the rap community. <laughs> I know. You don't see... That's a, that's a dangerous ground for it because <laughs> so much God talk in the, in the rap community, especially these days, and yeah. he's going the other way. I, I appreciate it. I've been trying to do a bit where... I think it's so funny to say the devil's in the news. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's so funny that people were so bad it's like oh i wanted him to give jesus a lap dance yeah <laughs> where you're like, like it just makes sense to go give the devil a lap dance right yeah, yeah. he's like a strip you don't yeah he's who you'd imagine be to be getting a lap dance it is funny that to think that's what the devil would like although he doesn't seem that into it for most of it which is no. also pretty cool <laughs> I feel like Jesus would be into lap dancing because he's very like forgiving and like open minded. <laughs> He'd appreciate the art form. Yeah, the, the whole time he's just like, "I forgive you." What's that? Sorry, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, so when uh, sorry, I had to go. Uh, so it was like a timing thing where my food delivery came right uh, as we started, yeah. but. Anyway, uh, we're talking Tool. So how did you guys get from Tool to the devil? Oh, just like the videos. Well, and mm. also where I grew up, uh, it was pretty religious, uh, like white middle class. And I was just saying that like those kind of videos and imagery, mm-hmm. I felt like it, it was weird to bring that up if that's what you liked. Although I had a lot of friends that were into Tool. Yeah. But I was just saying that they're like... It it just had like a kind of like a devil or satanic kind of feel about it. Yeah, like yeah. the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch? Uh, I watched. I don't know if you watched it two times. I sent it to you, but there's a documentary, a YouTube documentary on. Tour Wait, that I was so watching. there's multiple ones. I didn't was, see the yeah. one you sent me. The one I watched, I hated because the sound I was all was fucked up. It was called Behind the both- Music. But no, it wasn't we, a behind I, we, the music. So there was two big ones, and we each pitched. We each watched a different one, and they both sucked. Because <laughs> 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 <what happened. laughs> mine was like it was like so close to being like a good looking documentary, but it was just like a little you could tell amateur. Where it was like the lighting was really bad. Everyone was like dressed like shit. Like they didn't care that they were doing mm-hmm. it, and it was like they did this thing that I hate, where like they have to establish. I get that like. In the 80s in LA, it was like hair metal. And then in the 90s with Nirvana, it was grunge. But they had to show, like, they have to show a clip from Smells Like Teen Spirit for right. like 45 seconds. And I'm like, I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We, we get know it. about Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's fine. There's <laughs> no world. The Tool documentary. There's no world where somebody who is it knows en- uh, enough about Tool to be like, I want to watch this doc about it. It's like, yeah. Who the hell is this Kurt Cobain? I got to check his shit out. You're telling me grunge was big in the early 90s? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I watched, I, yeah. the sound was just all over the place, but I didn't. I couldn't even finish it because it was so bad. That's not important in a music documentary, no, no. so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, from what I gather, Maynard is a very private person. So mm-hmm. did he do any interviews or was it? No, he wasn't yeah. interviewed. Um, yeah, there was so one of the guys from the band was in it, but it was a lot of just like people on the L.A. scene. And mm-hmm. like there was a guy from their 
because Maynard and the drummer, I believe, were both in this like comedy band. Uh, yes. They're called Green Jello, where they were like they build themselves as the worst band in the world, and they were like intentionally just like disturbing and weird, um, yeah. kind of like to offset you know, hair metal and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they like, went on the gong show and got gonged really quick, which was, I was actually appreciated watching that clip because the gong show is such a funny idea to me. And I know they just remade it, but like, it's like, I don't know. It's just so funny to be like, Hey, you guys, you know, your talent, you suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what the whole show is based upon is humiliating you. Yes, for sure. I feel like it, I know they just remade it, but it's like, I can't picture people signing up to be on it unless it's like in a, you know, Kaufman sort of way. Yeah, right. he's never been discovered on the gong show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you know people will do it, though. Yeah, Like, yeah. we yeah, know yeah. that they will, because, I mean, if you watch, like, any reality show, there's always psychos who know that they're going to be made fun of, it feels like. Yeah, like, America's really Got fun. Talent always has some weirdos that you're like, there's no way this person thought this was going to be good. I did America's Got Talent last year, right when pandemic hit. Like, I'm Ooh. talking the day that Tom Hanks got it. Mm-hmm. It was the worst experience of my life. It really? was so demoralizing and shitty. And then they lump you in with some joke of a person that is, like, dressed in, like, a kind of weird magician costume and you're like, you guys do the same thing. It's just awful. Yeah. And it's also like, it's so weird with comedy to do, to do it because it's like, do they, is Howard Stern the only, or it's how it's Howie Mandel, Howie right? Mandel, right? But yeah. it's like, yeah, man, I, shut yeah. the fuck up. He sucks. <laughs> I, I had Simon Cal told me he didn't understand my material. Yeah, and it's like you're not supposed to look at your fucking face, man. You don't understand like physics. <laughs> like his face looks insane now. It's yeah, you're yeah. not gonna get comedy. You're a plastic man. Like it's it's well, insane. Well, like my jokes are all about like kind of being struggling in New York and poor. And that guy just like went to private school as a kid, became a producer because he has money. Yes, that you can just start projects. Uh huh. Yep. And it's like, yeah. Why does he get to have a voice? They're like. Heidi Klum gets to fucking have a thought <laughs> on a joke. Like, who cares what she thinks about that? Yeah. It, like, they, that's why, I mean, for all the shit it was, uh, Last Comic Standing, at least it was comedians until the yeah. end. Like, then they brought in that uh, Wayne's brother, and it's like, what the fuck does he know? <laughs> like, And Roseanne yeah. at some point. But, uh, yeah, at least then it was still people in the comedy realm. The thing that sucks about America's Got Talent is they're judging... Like, how do they know what a good juggler is? No, and also nobody came to our show because we were in a pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there were like 20 people in the audience. (laughs) And they're about like half a room away from you. Mm -hmm. It was... And then I followed a like a Cuban seventy five year old woman who's a like a bodybuilder who just did this around the room in a bikini <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> well, she was on our last episode. Yeah, she's, she's actually better. really good. So you got to step it up. And I don't really get what you've been doing so far, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audio is terrible, but the Zoom is really fun. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, uh, I actually have a buddy who went really far on that show, Ryan Niemiller. We should talk to him about it too, because it's like, it does seem like, uh, it's, I mean, it's like any of those reality shows where they just want a story over most of it. It's, it's production, but who knows? Well, I made it to the next round and then I just ignored 
every email that came <laughs> after that because they wanted me to do. I think Osama went on through it, but he has. I forgot kind Osama of did it. That too. everybody loves. Right. Right. That I was like, I just not. I'm just not doing it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I I wonder how many people have done that. You must be in a small class of people who are just like, eh, fuck this. I'm out. Well, I just sound like it, I don't really think it does anything anymore unless you're a singer. Right. Yeah. Or like a Vegasy kind of act. That is I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um and I think my like I said, my buddy Ryan, I think booked a lot of stuff off of it, but he was like top three, I think. So it's like if you get yeah. that far, then it can do something. But for the most part, people aren't watching you do thirty seconds of jokes and going, I gotta be a fan of that person forever. <laughs> um yeah. Speaking of comedy shows, Maynard James Keaton yes. was on Mr. Show. Isn't that there you go. Act? Yeah, and then also when you opened up his CD, he or he had lots of like yeah, he would use Bill Hicks yeah. as like introductions to songs, and mm-hmm. then like um, also like photos of Bill Hicks. Yeah, he was a huge Bill Hicks man. Which uh, hey, Texas connection. Uh, yeah, uh, and he did stand up. I didn't realize that he also there was uh, in the documentary that I was watching. Uh, they were talking about how him and one of I think one of the other guys in the band, or maybe a few of them would go to open mics in LA and just sign up and go up, which uh, is wild. Even at the, like when they were a band, like they were already uh, known around the LA scene a bit. They were just signing up for open mics, which is just goes to show how brutal LA open mics are. (laughs) (laughs) Maynard has to sign up for, uh, I don't know, Brentwood brewery company. (laughs) (laughs) He's at Flappers. Um, yeah. He's, he's doing the Flappers digital classes that they've been emailing about. Um, well, don't you feel like a lot of rock people want to do stand-up and then a lot of stand-ups want to be rock stars? Yes, absolutely. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you see stand-ups doing karaoke, you'll never see uh, more of a performance, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. so bad. Um, yeah, I was just reading... Uh, fun facts about them and i'm trying to see if there's anything interesting did i do we yesterday have you seen them live no i wish i have though because i've heard they put on an amazing live show Mm -hmm. it seems like it i mean it seems like some people i would say considered it a religious experience oh wow yeah i mean acrobats it's a light show you know it's uh their music probably goes like kind of like a jam band but in the dark way yeah like you know i don't know i'm assuming like a 20 minute drum solo that just kicks ass that leads into another song yeah that's funny that you say that in the dark way i was one of the things in the thing they were in the doc they were talking about is like and it was a comparison to bill hicks but they were like seeing them and seeing bill hicks it was like a psychedelic trip which I don't know that I agree with that about Bill Hicks. I mean, I never saw him live, so what the fuck do I know? But it's still stand-up. And I, whenever I watch clips, I'm like, this doesn't feel like I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> this just feels <laughs> like I'm watching a guy do stand-up, which is still fine. But Yeah, uh, yeah. With, it is interesting that uh, with, um, with Tool, they were like, yeah, it's like psychedelic in that it gets, you know, it's fun, but it's also... There's a minute where it's a little fucked up and it's dark yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. I hope this is, we get out of this. Uh, well, I remember one of the most disturbing things when you opened up one of, I forgot what album is, and he had a ton of images in it. One of it looks like he's having sex with a dead body. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, uh, I remember always just looking. I'm like, is that? Am I seeing this right? What the <laughs> fuck is this? And I always thought it was like the one of the most disturbing images I've ever seen. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Would, let's see. Well, I'm not gonna look it up. I was going to, and then I was like, wait, we can't even show it on. <laughs> yeah, here. you open up like an FBI. <laughs> Uh, I think um, we should listen to a song because uh, we're I, for people who don't know a lot about Tool. I think it'll be a nice little time. And if you want to, if you at home want to see the playlist, I named it Sarah Toolamash. Uh, Ooh, um, nice! I like that. The only time I've ever done anything creative with the playlist, so uh, enjoy that. But uh, which song should we hear first? You want to go in order of the ones you sent us? Yeah, I think um, was sober the first. Sober one? was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that, like, that's the first song I think I ever listened to that I really liked. Okay. Also, it was in heavy rotation on Beavis and Butthead. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you or go. Or Prison Sex was. Yeah. Uh, all right. We, uh, yeah, we'll get into that after. But uh, let's hear Let's hear some of Sober. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There's like a 10 second part at 350. I really yeah. I will find a center in you. I will chew it up and leave. Trust me. 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 Trust me.
when I heard that <laughs> guitar part when I was like 14 or 15 or whatever, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I know. It's when I listen to Tool, it, it puts me into like a fa- fantasy world of being like a fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, oh, I just saw your message, Tommy. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tanya. <laughs> Uh, that song is sick. Uh, it was written about a guy in the band who can only do great inspired stuff when he's high. Uh, it's about a man like Tommy McNamara, they say, <laughs> who can't I keep hitting my head before these shows. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps bonking his head. He's addicted to it. <laughs> uh, and uh, for ra- for radio play, uh, the line "Jesus won't fuck it, won't won't you fucking whistle" uh, was changed to "Jesus won't you try and whistle." Which is uh, which is good. I loved that lyric, and this is really weird. I was I remember driving cross country, and I was dating a guy like a defected Mormon, Mm -hmm. and I remember singing that lyric, and he kind of hit me over the head with the newspaper like I was a dog. He was so (laughs) offended by it. Jesus, won't you fucking whistle? What? From Jesus, won't you fucking whistle? That pissed him yeah. off that much, these people. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, he was an awful person. I'm not saying all Mormons are, but this guy was awful. No, I think we can say it. <laughs> <laughs> there goes half our listeners. <laughs> they love Tool. We gotta cancel that live show in Salt Lake. Yeah, we're not but... <laughs> going to BYU. <laughs> Uh, I I enjoyed that a lot. This is, I mean, I've been saying it uh, a decent amount on the show, but Tool is uh, a band I didn't know like anything about. The only time I've ever listened to them was, um, I think, like yeah, Beavis and Butthead. They would be a thing that popped up, but I never really like looked into them as a kid or anything. And uh, Sean Patton defended them on a live episode, and something about what he did with it, I really hated, but. Um, <laughs> Oh, Sean did? He did on a live one where it was a battle of the bands where you you only... It's like a roast battle sort of thing where you have like two minutes to talk shit about the other person's band that they picked or defend yours, whatever. And uh, I think he just picked a song that I... Maybe in the context it didn't fit or something. I think it was Tool. He did Tool, right, Tommy? That sounds familiar. It was a a while ago. Mm -hmm. It was before my injury. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, yeah, I just like Maynard's voice. Mm-hmm. I it's one of my favorite voices in rock. Yeah, I he like it too. Yeah. yeah, and you think um, when you hear, yeah, like a progressive metal band, you're like, pick, you're not picturing a, a voice like that. You're picturing screaming or which we've talked about before. But it's exactly yeah, what I was picturing. And, yeah, he did a duet with Tori Amos called uh, "Past the Mission," and his voice sounds really good in that because it's deeper and it was. Um, complimented her voice. Mm-hmm. He's got, and then yeah, I also I was like, oh, that's really cool that he worked with Tori Amos. Yeah, <laughs> I was a huge fan of her too. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah I like her cookies. <laughs> <laughs> they are famous. Famous Amos. <laughs> she <was> famous. <laughs> I liked her work with Andy. Um, <laughs> sucks. Um, Let's hear let's hear another song. You just mentioned it, but uh let's hear some of prison sex. Is there any specific part uh of this one I should jump to? Nothing's um coming out to me. I don't know if this is the one, but there was a really funny Beavis and Butthead joke 
where one of the animated characters started shaking his hand really fast and he, and Beavis was like, I wish I could do that meaning like <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> and I remember being like, that's so hilarious. <laughs> All right, here's prison sex. my kind of song baby it's yeah. about he's it's uh in uh in early interviews lead singer maynard james keenan apparently was quite vocal about his dislike for his stepfather and his video supports the theory quite well uh however the autobiographical nature of this song is purely speculative i love a song that's just mad at your stepdad that's sick oh yeah why is that tom oh no reason <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that one's sick. His voice is great. I did, I, it's, Tommy, you nailed it on the head. I was expecting screamy shit that I, and mm. I, I, I'm a little bitch boy, and, uh, <laughs> I, I hate, uh, when a guy's just screaming too loud at me, but, uh, I love, uh, maybe it's because my stepdad, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love, uh, I love this guy's voice. Uh, that was a, that's a great song. Yeah, I like, it's, I like his singing style. Mm-hmm. Yes, very cool rock uh, singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's way more accessible than you would think it would be because the knock you always hear on tool, at least in my experience, was people call it. They're just like, "Oh, it's just math rock," and it's just well, you're not yes. expecting something that you listen to. It's like it doesn't feel like homework listening to this. It's just like a cool <laughs> rock song. Yeah. yeah, why do they call it math rock? Just because like they they'd use weird time signatures and like it's just not as straightforward as most. Uh, Oh, see, most people who would know that unless you're really in depth with like music theory. Mm-hmm. I did read that he became friends with uh, the guitars from Rage Against the Machine, which yes. I also put in the same category of their fans, where you're like, I really liked Rage, but man, they really got overtaken by the worst people in your high school that <laughs> liked them. Right. And that's how I felt about Tool, where you're like, oh, God, I really like Tool, but, like, the worst people in high school started liking them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but I was going to say he became friends with, and they were doing, he said, drop D tuning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> but I guess it rocks. <laughs> Listen to that drop D tuning. Oh fuck yeah. It's just changing the, the low string from an E to a D. It's a it's a very simple technique. Shut <laughs> up, so Tommy. <laughs> is it easier to sing to? Um, I mean, it, it's easier to play like certain chords with it. A lot of people like it was like a, a big '90s thing. Like all apologies by Nirvana's in Drop D, Everlong by Foo Fighters, I think is in Drop D. It was like a big like, look, we're not afraid to change one string on the guitar <laughs> to be a little <laughs> different, you know. <laughs> Enough about dropping D. I want to drop some E. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, apparently they, t- yeah, that's the band that they toured the most with, or played the played the most shows mm-hmm. with is Rage. Which yeah. I did not know. Uh, it's, fu- it's funny, finding fun facts on this band are not fun. <laughs> well, can I share a fun fact? Yes. I share, I share the same birthday with Maynard. Oh, now that is a fun fact. That is that fun. a fun fact. When are we talking? April 17. Coming up. April 17th? That's the day before Antonia's. That's great. Yeah. Let's do a joint birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me and Maynard? That would be so cool. We just send him a Zoom invite (laughs) to his website's email. Um, Yeah, let's see here. uh, We have a segment to get to that I almost just forgot about, which would have been fucked up. Um, So we have a regular segment where uh, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, likes to give his thoughts on each band that we are talking about. And um, when I told him that we were doing this one, uh, I I have a bad feeling about it. I'm not, I don't, he hates almost every band we talk about. So don't take any offense to this, Sarah. Uh, I've read some comments on your Facebook. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm, you're primed. Prepared. You're primest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a bad feeling. He, like I said, he's our resident snob, though. And uh, this is what he does. This is our regular segment. They went to Jared. Here is Jared. What's up, y'all? This week's we went to Jared. The boys are going to have Sarah Tolomash on discussing Tool. I assume that this is an appreciation episode and not um, a defense. And uh, that makes sense. I think that the average person, even if they don't like Tool, understands that they're good you know, at what they do. Um, so for me, I feel... Uh, the first thing that I feel when I hear Tool is that I have to put on a trench coat. Like, it just feels very, like, Dylan Roof, uh, like, the Columbine shooters. Like, that, to me, like, that or, like, and I know they don't, that Tool doesn't sound like, uh, like, uh, Marilyn Manson. But it just, those are just, like, in my mind, those are sort of, like, the two pillars of that type of person. And so, it's... It's kind of like being a Cubs fan or, you know, even like a Grateful Dead fan. You kind of have to wade through some pretty gross waters with the other fans. And I think that's probably for someone like me that sort of came up listening to more, you know, like low level bands or like, you know, punk and hardcore music that we just never took Tool seriously because the people that liked them were just you know, they just didn't, they just weren't cool. I guess. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but (laughs) it is really interesting because I've never met a non white dude tool fan. So like, this is actually going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing Sarah's views on this because it's just not, I've never met uh, a girl or a non white person that 
like them. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, l- looking forward to it. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that was Jared. What do you think, Sarah? Fair enough. It's kind of like we already touched on it. Like you do have to wade through a lot of like probably not so great fans. I <laughs> I agree with the trench coat mafia. <laughs> <laughs> we can use comparison. Not we're, yeah, we're gonna we're, we got a sound bite. <laughs> I agree yeah. with the trench coat mafia. Sarah, quote Sarah Tolovich. <laughs> Love their work. Um, <laughs> No, I, I does. I mean, I think it taps into an anger and probably a, a white anger. And I, I don't know. It's not like that guy has racial tones or hatred in his music. It just taps into like the white, ang- young, angry man vibe. And I think that's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a secret bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't know. I I I see what he's saying a bit. And I think I for, before I listened to it today, I was like, I kind of felt like that was what I was going to get out of it. But I've been I've been enjoying listening to this today. But I didn't. Yeah, and you know yeah. the um the person that made me listen to it the most was my friend growing up, Carrie, down the street. We would listen to two Tool every day before we drove to school, and we would smoke cigarettes in our Nissan Sentra. Oh, hell yeah. That, <laughs> that is a like picture. <laughs> fun. Um, I didn't realize, so I think that uh, they went on a tour like a couple years ago, and I so many comics came out of the woodworks as being huge fans. There was even a tool comedy tour with, uh, I think it was Rory and, uh, oh, a couple other that. comics. Yeah. 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 yeah I can't yeah, remember. You was... know what? That might also, I mean, that makes sense. He likes, com- it seems like tool. always always had like an affiliation with stand up in some weird aspect. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like a lot of comics, especially every comic that we know is within like art kind of in the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So it it adds up to that to being super into that. Um, but I don't even feel like Gen Z would lo- like listening to this. No, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know stuff that rocks like this anymore. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are. I'm just not aware of it anymore. What do you think, Tommy? You you would I feel like you got your finger on the Gen X polls. You're always dating these young. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to young. smoke cigarettes with a girl named Gen Z, she lived <laughs> and uh, she loved it. So. Jenny's a greeno. Jenny's <laughs> 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 a greeno. <laughs> Gen Z. I, so, uh, yeah, I didn't listen to that because um, yeah, they had a new album in in 2019 that I didn't get a chance to listen to before uh, we taped this. But it seemed like people were really excited about it. Yeah, in a way that Tool's just a band that I hadn't thought about in a long time until that happened. Yeah. Well, there they were weird. They didn't release their music on streaming or Apple oh, yeah. for a really long time. So I feel like it was really hard for any new people to like discover them. Mm-hmm. I I want to. Uh, think about the thing you said about yeah is there but are there any new bands that are just, like yeah, hard I, I don't think yeah. of anything like that I guess we just don't know about them that's what it, be, yeah uh, I mean them, there's still like metal scenes you know throughout the country so there must be some you know yeah yeah and then um, they also have a sound that's very arena like they're a band that could play large venues mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I guess that's there. There's it definitely doesn't feel like there's like a mainstream version of this happening yeah. now. There's no like no. arenas <laughs> being packed with a new. I mean, I could be sounding like a dumbass now to somebody who's like, no, there's totally a band that started three years ago that's killing it like this, but I just yeah. don't know of any. I can't think of any, at least that could play, uh, you know, be stadium like. Right. Which I feel like we would know of that. You know, yeah. we, we see the billboards <laughs> see when we're performing at them. We see who's coming up next week. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> they were playing arenas, by the way. I just looked up their 2019 dates. They played like United Center in Chicago. They played, wow. I mean, they're playing huge TD Garden in Boston. These are crazy big places. Damn. Uh, they played Barclays, which is wild. Yeah. yeah. Just every basketball. They, they yeah. Just basketball, apparently. <laughs> uh, they had to beat all the teams to, to play. <laughs> um, I saw Smashing Pumpkins at Barclays and it was weird. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, he had new stuff and he was playing it and he was self-aware. He's like, don't worry, we'll get to the stuff that you came here for. That's oh, tough yeah. when it's I an arena like that. Great. Oh, nice. I feel like Special Pumpkins are always hit or miss where I've seen them like three times and it's like two have been great. One was like one of the worst shows I ever saw. So it's like, yeah. Uh, and they're very, these two bands are connected because of a uh, perfect circle, which is like a super group with uh James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins, the guitarist, was in there, and then the I did not know that. Tool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you just blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Perfect Circle as well, and I put a few on there. Yeah. I feel like it still sounds like Tool to me. Mm-hmm. Let's. It's, should we hear a song uh, sure. from Perfect Circle? Just to have a, an example. Do you want to hear the package? Yeah, I like the pack. I like both, but I think Rose takes a while to kick in. Okay, let's go with let's uh, let's hear uh, let's hear the package uh, just uh, just to hear some of it. It's a long one. Yeah, that part. 
That part's cool. That's a seven and a half minute long song. So sorry, <laughs> I had to skip around a little bit. By the way, and uh, I had nothing against that song, but I this album cover I hate so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate a bug on somebody's. Is that like a slug? What is that? Just it does, but it also looks like, like a yellow bell pepper. That's true. You know, that's what's bothering me. About. I love a, a bell pepper, and then you just see the little slug <laughs> parts. And it makes me ill. <laughs> but yeah uh perfect circle um should we hear some of the next the other one too while we're uh, while we're on it just to and i'll skip forward let's see let's hear some of rose real fast too just to give it okay That's a perfect uh, a perfect circle. So that's so. Who all did you say that was, Tommy? Um. So yeah, it's the, the it's like a super group with um, yeah, Maynard James Keenan, James Eha, the guitar player from Smashing Pumpkins, and there's a uh, who else is in it? Um, looking it up, but I forget off the top of my you, head. Yeah, those are the only two guys I. I'm yeah, yeah. It, I wonder if yeah. people were mad that they formed. Or if they were, because uh, I guess that both bands were still doing shit, so it doesn't. I guess people well, that was like there was like I just knew about it from the Smashing Pumpkins split because Billy Corgan did Swan and James Eha did a Perfect Circle, and I was right. like, well, I'm Team Swan because they're gonna last. <laughs> right. Everyone's gonna be listening to Swan in 20 years. We yep. all know that. Yep. <laughs> I think I Swan was a side band. Mm-hmm. Did it have a female singer? It was still Billy uh, singing, but okay. Because I remember that band, but I never got into them. But I had one friend that was really obsessed with them. Oh yeah, I mean, I I went and saw Swan. I was like very into it at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was very short lived. Um, yeah, it's just weird because I feel like that this kind of genre of music hasn't lived on. Mm-hmm. Like we still hear pop and we still hear rap, but I feel like we haven't heard. I haven't listened to a great demonic rock band in ages. And I kind of want to bring Satan back into not that. I don't even know why I'm saying Satan Cause I don't even feel like he touches on that kind of themes, mm-hmm. but yeah. it has that feel that dark. Art Got the, yeah. There's a darkness to it that, uh, you know, and a lot of the listeners here, um, they don't like the devil and, you know, I think they need to get <laughs> over it. <laughs> He's back in the news. <laughs> He's in the news. <laughs> uh, she uh, is in the news. <laughs> Nobody ever does that with the devil. <laughs> yeah, nobody does that one with the female. <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's uh, let's hear a few more songs here because we're running a little low on time. But uh, which so if we're doing, let's do three more. Uh, yeah, I did mostly from Undertow, but I think uh, before I went into Perfect Circle, I went into some of their other albums. Yeah, there's uh, the songs. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but I want to say Anima. Uh, yeah, and let's yeah. should we hear some of that? Let's hear some of that. They got that Elon Musk. Yes. Shit. Yes. Uh, the A E. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't. I don't support it. <laughs> no one knows what to say. <laughs> All right, let's hear that. Oh shit. that one that one goes (laughs) anima Uh, that one uh that one goes for sure that one's that's a that's a good time um sometimes i never know what these songs are about mm -hmm. that one i didn't look up the meaning because i didn't know how to spell the name but um i it's just i mean the guitars were just cool as hell in that one um yeah let me let me see if there's any fun little song facts about that one i'm sure there's i'm sure there's something uh, let's see. Yep, here we go. Uh, this is based on a comedy routine by Bill Hicks, who hated the city of L.A. He thought the people were very superficial and represented America at its worst. And his routine, which is sampled in the song, Hicks talks about the California falling about California falling into the ocean uh, and creating Arizona Bay. Um, yeah, that's all. It's uh, I guess it's just yeah. about hating L.A. There you go. It's like when you say it like that, then you're like, "Ugh, what a nerdy song!" I know. <laughs> Sometimes it's better not to know. <laughs> like, is L.A. that bad? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Come on, the yeah, weather's nice. It's no worse than any other place that you go to. That is so funny. You're right. It's yeah. It's just it's kind of hackneyed to uh, to shit on it like that too. Yeah, yeah. You just also you're just like. I don't know, Maynard. It sounds like you're doing pretty well out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were fit, like fucking up and everything, like nobody was giving you a shot, I could see bitching about this, but it's like, that's not their case. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Should we hear what What was the first album? Uh, should we hear another one? Actually, should we just listen to Undertow? 
Undertow. Let's I listen. think that's a great debut album because most songs on there I really like. Yeah. Um, let's yeah, let's go ahead and hear the song. I'm assuming Undertow. it's debut. That was the first one that I saw, and that's the one I remember growing up with. Let me actually, I'll have to look into that. Uh, all right, let's hear that. I'll look that up while we're uh, listening. Here's Undertow. <laughs> love so much hearing someone say shut up yeah <laughs> like at yep. a tv show and a song whatever or a movie it's just like hell yeah shut yeah. up yeah shut the <laughs> hell yeah, up there's a rap song that was like shut up just shut up yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's cathartic to just sing that out loud yes because it's something i would never actually say to someone in conversation right. but there is you're always saying it's like shut the fuck up but you never <laughs> say it so it's nice to hear someone else say it <laughs> You gotta start saying it more, Tommy. <laughs> I'm sure that'll win me a lot of friends. <laughs> no, it, that's like a word that you can't really do to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun yeah. when you do. I found <laughs> you can get away up. with saying a lot of things if you just laugh a little bit after you say it. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh. Let's hear one more song, and then we got to get to our last segment here. So, which which one would you like to hear last here, Sarah? Let me see. The ones we have left are Bottom, Swamp Song, and Stink Fist. Let's do Stink Fist. Okay, let's hear Stink Fist. (laughs) Oh, and you were right. That is their debut album, The Undertow. Undertow, yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. You know what's funny about those bands, though? It's like they're the best kind of music to run to, and that just feels like not what they make it for. Right. That's so <laughs> they funny. They want it to be, like, studied, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just, like, you're doing drugs or something, doing it, but it is running. That you're, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Any pickup like that, like, yeah, I can run to that. Yeah. So this one is, uh, the title refers to a sexual act. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he says, they say in the chorus, you will notice that he first says finger deep within the borderline and then oh, yeah. uh, knuckled it. Yep. And then he just Sorry. keeps going. Yep. Sorry, well, Tommy. You know, Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> I think I read briefly that he, this is allegedly, but I read this. He might have a slight Me Too incident that got pushed yes. under the rug a little bit because he's not that big of a deal anymore. I did see that. I was uh, going to bring that up last, <laughs> but <laughs> just as a gotcha okay, journalism yeah. thing. But. Yeah, he said that all the allegations were bullshit, and so I just take him at his word, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> the rock guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked up, uh, as we all, always do, uh, Maynard uh, James Keenan controversy, and uh, in 2018, he responded to allegations of uh, sexual assault against him. Uh and he says, this despicable false claim only does damage to the Me Too movement. He also, uh, the other thing that I found is him saying that uh, Trump is not our enemy and uh, it's actually uh, systems Oops. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and most egregiously, um, Justin Bieber tweeted about a Tool song saying that he really liked it. And uh, uh, Maynard uh, tweeted in, a, in response, hashtag bummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that really pissed people off more, much more than the allegations. So, um, yeah, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know what the, I didn't see what it was. Cause... Oh, he, it was like kind of like a weird, not, it was underage, but like mm. the 16, not that that makes it better. And it was kind of like, mm, like coercion a little bit. Yeah. That you're like, not a, it's pretty sleazy and gross. Uh huh. And I wouldn't like put it past any rock star for abusing any source of power. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot of that uh, coming to light these days. Like a thing that people didn't talk about was the coercion thing. Uh, and yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It's well, I don't know what he exactly did, but I'm sure it's uh, not great. It's because even you read about all those rock guys from like the 70s like they were all had like 15 year old girlfriends yeah yeah i heard uh joe like talking Aerosmith. about this the other day it's a good point where it's like nobody talks about those rock guys they were all they had songs about it and nobody seems to give a <laughs> shit at all it's pretty weird it's insanity <laughs> yeah um but i do uh just to quickly uh put a cap on the bieber thing too is it was funny that he went on this he got interviewed about his bieber comment because it stirred up a shit storm of uh that he hated bieber and he was like no it's not about that i don't like what he represents but i'm more concerned about the shit storm that it's going to cause uh for this poor kid or whatever and it's like dude you still did like you did tweet at him something negative. Don't act like, oh, but it's because I felt bad for him. It's like, no, you responded to him liking you and said you didn't like that. That sucks. Yeah. And, and also, like, 
Bieber fans don't know who you are. Yeah, it's not like there's. He was like, it's going to stir up this big controversy. It's like, no, they're not going to give a fuck at all. Finally, people have to pick sides (laughs) for years. Don't put us in this weird position. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's. We have one more segment to get to, and I think we should get to it here, which is where we hear from the peanut gallery, the listeners to this show. And uh, the people who are on the Patreon get first uh, first dibs on having their comments read. If you're on the Patreon, you get your comment read guaranteed. And uh, it's only $3 a month to get on the Patreon. Get over there, people. Uh, Cody Huey says, uh, the music video with the dust people terrified me as a child. That sounds scary as shit to me. Um, Ron Trimbath says, wait, uh, the TikTok queen herself likes Tool? That's awesome. He's, he's, I guess he... It was referring to you as the Ron. TikTok queen. Yeah, that's yes. Uh, he is very present on Twitter. Uh, he says, uh, that's awesome. I always loved tool in middle school, but was too much of a wuss to admit it because all of the dudes wearing tool shirts seem to obviously have groin area hairs in the seventh grade. And I really didn't want to deal with that sort of judgment for being a bald dick weirdo <laughs> killer band though. <laughs> No, Ron. <laughs> I like the band name Bald Dick Weirdos. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brad Chester says, among the 90s and 2000s genre that could be broadly defined as pissed guy music, Tool was supreme. <laughs> I still remember hearing Parabola and, uh, or Parabola, sorry, uh, the first time when I was six and, uh, like six and going, holy shit. Well, you watch your language, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Patrick McDonough says, I love Tool in middle school and high school and saw them live many times over the years, including in 2019 at the TD Bank Garden. Yet I haven't casually thrown on a Tool record or song since probably 2003. Uh, their records have only been streaming on streaming platforms since August 2019. They are a legacy band at this point, sort of a prog version of Dead and the Company or whatever the Third Eye Blind Everclear Tour was called. Uh, uh, a fun time live, but surviving on pure nostalgia. I still think about album, uh, the album art for uh, Ianima, uh, though. North American pressings of the album were packaged in a custom lenticular jewel case uh, called a multi-image CD case in the liner notes for the cover and uh, interior disc tray. The cover art and other images in the liner notes can be set behind the lenticular lens to create an effect of sequential animation. Wow. Well, thanks for the info there, Patrick. I, I didn't understand. All of <laughs> I didn't understand uh, most of that. He also says uh, one of one of the pictures was a guy sorking his own dork. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. That's got to be a. a British thing. <laughs> Nick Clerkin says, uh, I don't know about Tool, but I did just watch an 11 minute Loudwire video called How Did Tool Become a Cult? Which did not answer the question at all. So is <laughs> Tool a cult? Good question. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I, I think there can be the hardcore fans are probably kind of culty like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that it's the only band I've ever heard of with a comedy tour scheduled around their that's true um toby braithwaite says great band with a terrible name who produce great songs with frequently terrible names stink fist (laughs) is a banger but would you want to request it on trl (laughs) you're right i'm not i'm not gonna make carson daly say those words Um, (laughs) 
Brendan Powers says Pitchfork's review of uh, Lateralis stands as one of the most infamous write-ups the publication ever put out. They have a song off the uh, Anima album called uh, Dear Von Satan, uh, which, where a dictator figure is speaking at a rally in German, but if you translate the lyrics, it actually gives you a cookie recipe. That's fun. I looked up that review. They gave they gave it a 1.9 and people were very upset Damn. about it. And it's just a long, long, long pen. The one mean sentence I'll read <laughs> that I found is When that, did that album come out? Um that was what was it? Um 2001 it looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the one line I'll read is, the problem is Tool defines opus as taking their defining element, and then in parentheses, wanking sludge, and stretching it out to the maximum digital capacity of a compact disc. Wanking sludge is a brutal phrase to yeah. define their music as. Um, damn. We, Tommy, you did the Twitter, right? Uh, no one responded at the time, I don't think. Unless. It looks like we got some now, yeah. People, there were a lot of comments on this one on the Facebook, and it looks like a lot on the Twitter, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. With either they're really smart or they're really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no in between. The fans. Yeah. This is crazy, by the way. I posted and I said, any thoughts on Tool? Respond in the next two minutes to get it read. And somehow we got four replies. Yeah, this minutes. is uh, crazy. And another one just popped up. This is wild. So I'll, I'll do these really quickly. Uh, Hefferston says, for a band known as Progressive Metal, a lot of their material sure sounds the same. They are the ACDC of progressive music. Damn. Damn. He writes right for Pitchfork. <laughs> uh, Mark Urban says, I saw them live. I essentially paid $100 to watch a music video on a screen while standing on grass and breathing in secondhand smoke. St. <coughs> uh, Jason, Jason Mania says, I respect a band that made us wait 13 years for an album. And then the first new song they gave us is 10 minutes long. Uh and Starla said, easily one of my least favorite modern bands, which sucks because they are literally, oh, which sucks because everyone but Mainers is insanely talented. Danny Carey and Adam Jones forever. Uh, I agree. Danny Carey's uh, drumming is unbelievable. And she says, one of my fave memories in working in alt radio was my program director telling me, I'll get you to love Tool. It's my mission. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert they failed that mission. <laughs> there was one more that i feel like uh i liked which is uh our friend uh zach um zach peterson said uh as uh oh, yeah. gortex gortex said it's another twitter account says juggalo radiohead <laughs> <laughs> so weird to me because i'm just like i don't know like i can understand I just when you listen to it, I'm like, it's got a melody. I like it. It it rocks and it I like his voice. Mm-hmm. But so like a metal band like let's say like Cannibal Corpse, where I'm like, yeah, that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand how that can be polarizing, but when people are like, Oh, I don't I just don't like it, I'm like, is it cause you don't like it because of like I don't know, the whole culture around it. Yeah. I feel like for me, if somebody was like, do you like Tool? I mean, I didn't listen to them because of the culture. I just assumed. I made a lot of assumptions. And you know what happens when you do stuff like that. Bad oh. stuff. I can't <laughs> spell culture without cult. Here's a YouTube video. <laughs> I did it in one second. <laughs> um, it's like after a while, you just kind of have to grow grow up and be like, yeah, I like, I like Dave Matthews. I don't care if it's. Mm-hmm. You know, you think the people that like it are ner- nerdy or dorks or whatever. Like, 
it's just good. And you're like, I also like rollerblading. Yeah. I know that's uncool too, but I like rollerblading. That is funny that it's like, it is kind of a very like middle school, high school thing. Like, no, I can't like that. Those type of guys like that. The jocks yeah. like uh, Dave Matthews, man. It's like, we're adults now. You don't ever have to <laughs> be around the jocks again, bud. Yeah, you're like, how tiring is it to live your life of like, what you can't like something because other people don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does sometimes hurt my feelings. Like I liked PJ Harvey growing up and that was one that I was going to bring up, but I felt like maybe not enough people would be aware of who she was, but that one, anytime I put that in, I would always get some dude being like, Oh, I don't want to listen to your Les rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, okay. Oh, like, cool. You know, <laughs> you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's it sucks. Um, we uh, there's there's some Facebook comments here. We don't have time to read them all. I'm just going to read a couple here. Uh, Andrew Durso says everyone who likes Tool is a genius. The word sapiosexual <laughs> refers to people who are attracted to fans of the band Tool. <laughs> uh, check out his I knew episode. Durso would like them. It's yep, so I knew I was it. About that. Yep. Yeah. Check out his episode where he uh, talks about craft work, by the way. Uh, oh, he also said, I was holding a Rubik's Cube the other day, and I put on lateralis, and when it was over, I looked down, and the cube was completely solved. <laughs> uh, Gwen Sunkel says, uh, I feel the same way about Tool as I do Jesus. They seem cool, but their fans are a bit much. Um, that's uh, that's fun. Um Let's see, are there any others here that I need to do? Tyler Snodgrass says, didn't spend as much time with them as a lot of other prog or metal bands, but I'm a sucker for when weird time signatures can still groove or have a hook, and they do that really well. Uh, there's your math rock uh, stuff here. Um, sorry, everybody. These are, there's a lot. I just uh, if Get on the Patreon, and you'll get them guaranteed read, but I don't, we don't have enough time to do all these. I'll do one last one here and it's, i'm looking for one that's not uh about the fans um uh da, da, da. jared dryden says it doesn't get much better than tool at their best which luckily they are at extremely often i think adam jones is one of my all-time favorite guitarists and somehow is underrated in the whole tool equation and he said he saw them in uh, 2019 it was quite possibly the highest caliber musical musical performance i've ever seen live very wow. cool oh last one norlex uh belma says numa is my shit so that's how you say it uh, norlex. <laughs> yeah norlex is hilarious uh all right that is the the peanut gallery the last thing here is to rate the playlist um but before we do that sarah you get to give us your final thoughts on the band tool oh i mean <laughs> well first of all it was quite a joy to like put together a playlist because as that one guy mentioned that they hadn't been on a streaming service since or just now from 2019. So I'm definitely going to be walking around the city on the way to my gigs with tool in my ear. So if I, if I'm a little angry on stage, just know that (laughs) (laughs) Sarah's going to break through the glass of one of those. (laughs) There's plexiglass in front of your breakthrough with the mic stand. (laughs) You didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this was very, uh, this is a fun playlist to listen to. I didn't know what to expect going in, and uh, I liked it more than I thought I would, for sure. I wasn't sure if this was going to be an appreciation an appreciation episode or a regular one based on the comments. So I think it does fall it's into... It's kind of in-between, yeah. It's an in-betweener, for sure. And, uh, you know, we, we usually do six songs. We listened to, I think, seven today, maybe. Um, 
I think uh, I'm going to go with a solid uh, five out of six on this one. I liked it a lot, a lot more than I thought I would, for sure. I thought this was going to be one that I was uh, dreading uh, <laughs> listening to and dreading getting to the rating for. And I like the guy's voice a lot, and I'm a sucker for a good voice. And, uh, yeah, that's me. Five for six. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, I, um, I love, uh, as I said before, I always loved Sober when I was a teen. I thought that song is so cool, and uh, listening to it today was great. And just listening, I was just shuffling around listening to Undertow, uh, the whole album. It's a really cool album. I think they are like insanely good at their instruments. Like The drums and guitar are so good in this band, and the bass always sounds really cool. I like his voice, so yeah, I'm going to go with one of their crazy time signatures, 4-6. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, Sarah, you get to rate it, too. What do you got? Um. Well... I'll go at five out of six. Uh, well, because like I don't know, I do agree. Like some, a lot of the songs just kind of like sound the same, but like there's enough difference in there that I could probably go from one to the next, especially the playlist that I gave you today, mm-hmm. and enjoy that. And also, I think a lot of people don't realize too, because now maybe because MTV's not on air anymore or plays. Well, they are, but they just don't play videos. They did all like an album as a whole like there was like a thought process put into like the feel their videos always look the same you knew exactly that you were looking at a tool video and i thought it went well with the music and i liked that they put thought into the whole experience well said i this is uh this has been so fun this is a great time and uh guys Friday. friday check out sarah uh sarah's special voluptuous boy and check out her podcast with adrian Apolucci. vag oh, oh is it not anymore oh you're not doing it anymore oh well oh. i got confused by the thing but are, you, are there old episodes people can listen to that yeah, you can always see it on youtube and then it's always on um it's still on itunes and all that stuff yes. and we've got five years worth of stuff there you go know. plenty of content we just weren't making any money <laughs> well, if that's the bar, uh... <laughs> I'm ordering a drink. <laughs> nice. Get on our Patreon, people. You don't want to see. Uh, you don't want to see what could happen. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but yeah, get on that backlog. I've been doing that with a lot of podcasts lately. Just like catching up, like especially during the pandemic. Shit, I just sit on my. I play video games. I listen to old at like. I catch up on podcasts that I like, so do that backlog. But get on that special voluptuous boy and listen to the album too. Why not? Do yeah. it. It's on streaming, and then subscribe to my YouTube so you can watch the special. Hell yeah! Uh, all right, thank you so much, Sarah. And guys, get on the Patreon. You sick fucks! It's only three dollars a month, and uh, we we appreciate it. And there's a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon. So get on that episode two hundreds next week. Get excited. Yes. Yes, two hundos next week. So spread the word on that Patreon. We want to get to two hundred subscribers, and uh, we are far short still. We are really drowning. <laughs> yeah, we really we didn't even really talk about it that much. I guess we should have, but whatever. Fuck it. All right, keep it crispy. Bye.